The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. everyone, welcome to On The Rag 2018, 2K18, woohoo, um, it's a huge day, it's a huge year, it's a huge month, my name is Alex Casey, I'm joined in the sweltering spin-off boardroom <laughs> by Leonie Hayden, Kia spin-off arte editor, legend, and Michelle Ekor, author, comedian, mm. Human. Beautiful. And we've also got a new producer, Alice, everybody. Yay, Alice. It's very exciting. Uh, so how's it going, guys? Good. Yeah, we haven't seen each other yet since Blimmin, our Christmas special. Yeah. No, we've been together yeah. this year. It's good. I like 2018. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy with it. You had a big social media break. I did. I took two weeks off and managed to break my habit of waking up first thing in the morning and reaching for my phone. And I still don't do that. And I've replaced that with... I've gone back to my meditation app on my phone, so now I get out of bed and reach for the meditation app, and then I do Twitter, Facebook, emails, <laughs> news later, but oh, when right. I've already landed on the planet in a pleasant way. You're so actually, it is working. Actually doing New Year's resolutions, not just saying, I will do these things. Mm. Doing it so far, and trying to create a habit. They say that if you do stuff for 30 days in a row, am I right? You can create a new habit, so that I'm up to day 29. Mm. <gasps> 30, 30. Yeah, I don't know. One more day. I lost a day on the, uh, with the dateline. I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't stuck yet then. <laughs> no, You're still no. in the danger zone. Oh, I could fuck it up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Leone? Have you got New Year's resolutions? I think I've said on the um, pod before, I try and keep my New Year's resolutions really achievable, like mm. very low bar achievable, like buy new sheets or something like that. Yeah, good. <laughs> but this year I've decided to like actually aim high and actually, like, have things like, you know, uh, aim to – I need to work on my work ethic, or like, my concentration mm. at work. Oh, so okay. I'm, like, sort of actively trying to find ways that I can, like, put my head down and work for three hours straight or something. And I know you've got to have, like, regular breaks and stuff like that. But that's my big overall news resolution is figure out ways to not get distracted. And I feel like not reaching for my phone first thing in the morning and looking at all the social media – might mm. be a good place to start because then I do that every half hour for the rest of the working day. Yeah. Schedule it, maybe. 
I don't know how you guys work in a shared space. See, I've been working by myself for yeah. years mm. in my office at home, and I don't know. I think if I came and worked in a workspace with other people around me, I would just chit-chat all day at the water cooler. Yeah, I mean, the lulls are very silence distracting. a lot of the time, though. That's Talking, true. Communicating on Slack. Yeah. Ooh. We do Boobs write messages to people on Slack who are sitting right next to us. Mm. So, yeah, it's not the healthiest environment, but what is? But it's a, it's a, it's fun, though, having people to stop what you're doing and have a lot of Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I miss yeah. that. I would yeah. like that. I would I would indulge in it constantly. Yeah. But what I – because I don't seem to – I feel like I have a problem with focusing because I will go – I will work and, and then look at the time and, and hours have gone and I've been lost deep in stuff. Yeah. Which I really like. I really like that, but – I miss people. Yeah. Come wake Aww. up here. Aww. Anytime, Michelle. I'd never get It's very hot done. up here. You're always welcome to come and sweat with the I rest might of just us. Do that. Shall we talk about the first news story? Maybe the first news story of the year. This happened on January 1st because it was at Rhythm and Vines. Rhythm and Vines. Uh, NV. Uh, January 1st, a woman by the name of Madeline Anello Kitz Miller was filmed in a what went viral video of her walking around bare chested with like an elaborate glittery kind of glitter boobs decor. What do you call it? Uh, Decolletage. De- oh, I was thinking decoupage. Oh. That's oh. something else. Eh? No. Decoupage on a decolletage. Yeah. Perhaps. There you go. <laughs> um, and a man kind of coming up and grabbing her and her biting back. Yeah. Kind of giving him, giving him a whack, and it went massive. It was pretty awesome, right? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I really liked it because I've only just watched it. Uh, I love the way that she works out what has just happened to her and turns around, and her walk back to the man with the full intention of smacking him is just one of the loveliest walks I've ever seen. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> she knows exactly where she's going and what she's going to do when she gets yeah. there. That Terminator walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Middle New Zealand didn't love it, you know, as as we've come to expect in Facebook comments. You know, you're in New Zealand, not Portland. Put, I don't I don't even know what that means. Hold on, yeah. Put your clothes. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Don't finish the sentence. We're in New Zealand, not Portland. Um, the guy is an idiot, but if you're half naked, indecent exposure and assault comes to mind. If you don't want negative attention, don't be the main ingredient for it. <gasps> Oh, these hurt me. Do yeah. people know what festivals are like? Yeah. I think a lot of those comments were from people who do not. Yeah. Who had no idea that, like, the the artistic work that she had upon her breasts was performed at the festival to people. She paid money mm. to have people put glitter on her boobs. Mm. Mm. And there were other naked people at the festival. See, this is the thing. Like, that shouldn't have to be explained to someone anyway. No. no. Like... No, actually, she could. She should have been able to do that in Britomart. Yeah, yeah. Without a man running up to her and grabbing her. Like, That's right. Of course, she should have been able to. And at what point does having your chest bare and allow anybody to touch it? Mm. Why is that an invitation to touch it? That's weird. I mean, you know, like if you've got a dress on, that doesn't mean people can come and grab your ankles. Yeah, does it? <laughs> I can see them. Yeah. Those sexy, sexy elbows. And you can't control yourself, apparently, because you haven't fucking evolved. It's <laughs> bizarre. I just feel like so many people made that like dumb comments about it before they even really thought about it. And it's yeah. like part of that whole how you've been conditioned to think about the stuff. Like, knee-jerk reactions happen on the internet every second, obviously. Mm. 
but that's our knee jerk reaction is she showed a boob, she deserved what she got. And yeah. it's like, I don't think any of those people, if someone sat down in front of them, least of all poor Madeline, and said, look, I was a young woman at a festival that I had thought endorsed nudity. Mm. Therefore, it should have been a safe place for me to do that. Of course, a normal person would be like, oh, I didn't think yeah. of that. But no one ever thinks about these things. No. They don't think about these things no. before they say dumb shit. Yeah. Time and a place, ladies. This wasn't it. Where is it then? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Is it, is it not? Sun's out? Yeah, so not at an outdoor music festival where everybody's pretty chill and having yeah. a good time. And it's yeah. hot. You know and so it's, and it's, it's not hot. breastfeeding either because mm. people hate that yes. in public. Can't have that. Can't be covered in glitter. Can't be just any old day of the week. That's the subtext raised. Yeah. No boobs allowed. No boobs. All wrong. So if you wear something too buttoned up, you're a bit buttoned up, and mm. that's not really. There's a, relax a there's bit. some kind of relax cleavage that's acceptable. I'm not sure where it is. It's just above the nipple <laughs> and below the collarbone. <laughs> Toe cleavage. That's it. That's the only acceptable cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that even that. Change. I know. Even that. <laughs> yeah, and also. Good on her for committing to having that much glitter fucking around you for the rest of your life. Like, can you even imagine? She's going to be dealing with that glitter till she is in her 60s. Yeah, it's going to find ways to stay She's going to have her ears syringed when she's 52 (laughs) and there's going to be glitter in the wax. Boob glitter in it. Always remember. So after that, there was a big uproar. She kind of made this quite amazing response video. She's clearly someone who's, I mean, not not that it matters whether you've thought about the broader context or not, if this happens to you, but she had this response video where she said, you know, this has happened to me before, and I thought about what would happen if it happened again, and that's why I walk, <laughs> she walks like the Terminator, basically. <laughs> she, she had a plan. She had a plan. <laughs> and people kind of went a bit crazy, as they did, and then over the weekend there was this glittery march for consent. Which I think happened in the city. I don't know. It didn't seem like a lot I of really people. I hate to say, but the first I heard of it, Alex, was you saying, we're <gasps> going to talk about this. And then I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah you know, no. reading up again. Oh, there was a march. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. I, didn't I heard about come it. come across any of my social media. No, uh, no. I, I, it was on mainstream media and I heard about it on Friday. And had a wee think about whether I, it would be something that I would get involved in. I wasn't in town. Mm. And, but it's. I just, it, it didn't feel terrific to me. It's the idea of I'm not up for it. So I, I argued once when they did boobs on bikes that um, <laughs> if they wanted to really, somebody was saying it normalises women's bodies and makes us all relaxed and appreciative of the naturalness and it's all natural. Yes. Uh, and I said that a, a boobs on bikes parade would get my endorsement if it included women in the 80s and women post-mastectomy. Or even if it was just organised by women. But it's not. It was organised by a porn baron. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So if we really want to know what boobs look like, great. Let's do that. I could do that. Mm. But I'm not sure I would be into glittering up my tits and going down Queen Street. That's fair. That's your choice as well. Thank you. You know, in this life. Was it not compulsory? (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't get the memo because I was there (laughs) full glitter. No, it was not horrible. I also, there's the male gaze thing. It makes me go, who gets the most out of this? Who's, who's getting the most out of an event like that? I don't know. 
Mm, I wonder if any men showed up, actually, of the 40 that went. Because I know that the going back to the glitter service was also provided to men who I think got, you know, their like, balls. balls glittered. Disco oh, balls. Wow. So, <laughs> I know, right? Know that. Does that really mean they're funny. just walking around like Donald Duck style, no pants? Alice is nodding. Did what? you see it? And like a t shirt on, or just naked? <laughs> balls out the thigh. Balls. See, how is that not <laughs> that <laughs> offensive? Exactly. There would definitely be some strongly worded letters to the New Zealand Herald <laughs> if there was video of a man walking around with his glittery balls hanging out. <laughs> not even if it was an assault video, just a man walking by. We've caught this on camera. How do you feel about this New Zealand public? It would look like a little exotic baby bird. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Some people like photographing it. I've never seen yeah. anything like this before. Throwing bread at it. <laughs> Leaving a little trail of grains for it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I, I read about it, but I didn't know that was something that actually manifested IRL. Jeepers creepers. Well, mm. I'd like to thank uh, Madeline because yeah. also mm. about a week or two ago, I had my own glitter boobs experience. Oh. Kind of similar. I was empowered by her Terminator-like turn. I didn't hurt anybody. Nobody hurt me. But I was walking um, to a concert up Queen Street and I was w- walking past some teens and I was like, uh-oh. Here we go. You know, <laughs> they're sitting there like the judging panel of the X Factor. Yeah. Just waiting for people to walk past. Yeah. And say something. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> yeah. 7.5. Yeah. God, that happened to me as well. Um, anyway. And one of them just yelled. It's actually quite funny. But I was slightly drunk at the time and I was also quite angry. Like I just had a small fight with my boyfriend. And I walked past and one of them was like, You got <laughs> you got fat tits. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. And I was like walking slowly, and I just, <laughs> I slowed. <laughs> I just slowly, like, just like <laughs> slow motion, stopped. Put one hand up and swung around like Monty Python, like, and did like a silly walk back to the young man. And I was like, "Fuck! I have no idea what I'm gonna do here." And I just went, "What did you say, sir?" <laughs> like a weird Edwardian woman. <laughs> and he's like. Oh, I just said you had nice shoes or something. And then I was like, okay. Old backtrack. I was so convinced, like, I was so hung up on the first part, I hadn't thought about what to do next. And I was like, okay then, good day. <laughs> <laughs> and just walked away. So I got halfway there. You said something, and that's the main thing. Yeah, and I said yeah. something. You said something, and you confronted him, and he went, oh, shit, that was a dumb thing to say, and he changed his story in life. And I, like, because... tipped my top hat. <laughs> Swung your cane. And you waved your handkerchief. I just panicked. And you gay-gordoned like... away. I think because I'm, like, not very good at being assertive, it came through in some weird accent. No, like that's great. Right. Like, that's like what a- we, yeah, adopt a character <laughs> for that shit, for the, for the catcalling stuff. Because yeah. if, you know, if you don't feel comfortable about mm. doing it as yourself, then be someone else. True. Let's say a young man. <laughs> Did he really say you've got fat tits? Something like that. Someone needs to explain stuff. I didn't know. I was like, I don't him. know if this is a... I feel like this is probably a good thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's a... I, I don't <laughs> think he understands about... Well, a lot of things. It's such a mixed... 
Yeah. Facts. It's, it's like a, com- a compliment insult. <laughs> like, like, because, like, <laughs> traditionally, men have thought the big tits are a good thing, an asset. A, a positive. <laughs> to a young lady, if you will, a positive. But at the same time, you want to say something not too complimentary because that contravenes the whole art of yelling judgy shit <laughs> exactly. at people on the street. Exactly. So he fat shamed her bust <laughs> but with it. Yeah, <laughs> just that area. Yeah. <laughs> like, the rest of you is quite slim, eh, lady? But you got you you got very fat petite. Tits. In fact. Anyway, so that was like a weird thing. Then well done. I say well, I say yeah, you. Thank you. Golf clap. It was kind of, it was stupid. And then I was like, fuck, should I have done that? And then Joe was like, I could have got beaten up just then. And I was like, oh, you're where making is about your you. honour, sir? <laughs> <laughs> what about chivalry? <laughs> but I thought, you know, maybe these kids were like probably 13. And I don't know. They weren't ready for a big lesson on street harassment and objectification. Well, they haven't even had got, had run, had they haven't had even had got street harassment right. <laughs> Fat tits. Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> Ah, so See, anyway. he needed a notebook <laughs> to write down some suggestions, not just come out with any old thing, <laughs> trying to be through. a bit more mindful. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So that was my experience. And I felt, you know, maybe they'll, it'll give them pause next time. I think so. <laughs> I think they go right. to insult slash compliment somebody in the street. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be clearer. Clearer in their intent. <laughs> cool tips oh, time. Oh, I love it. Have we got some cool tips from over the summer to share with our beloved listeners? I finally learned how to do sunscreen because my, <laughs> no, you know, it's hard. And what I've always done before is gone out in the sun and waited till I felt like I was burning and then put some sunscreen on. No, oh. apparently that's not the approach. <laughs> or I go out in the sun, wait until I'm warm enough to get in the water go for a swim and then put the sunscreen on because I've always felt like sunscreen washed off. Well, here's what I've been advised to do and it seemed to work and I didn't get burnt. You put the sunscreen on, sunscreen if it's an SPF 30 or higher and actually an SPF 50 is the same as an SPF 30. Anyway, SPF 30, put it on before you leave the, before you go outside because it will last for two hours Mm. and it should last while you swim. So you get up in the morning Put sunscreen everywhere. Like, don't put your togs on and then get that little strip where the edge of your togs is that you missed when you were putting the sunscreen on. Do you know what I'm talking about? So you put sunscreen on nude and then put your togs on and then go outside and you can go for a swim and blah, blah, blah and you don't have to reapply anything for two hours. That's all I'm saying. Does everybody already do that? Are you you all nodding at me like, we've been doing that for years? (laughs) In theory, I know that you're supposed to do that as well. All right. Well, is there any fuck what's like me out there <laughs> who waited until they were hot to put their sunscreen on. Don't do that. Everybody else is doing it right and now I am so you can too. I've only this year just started wearing sunscreen on my face every day mm. just because. Yeah. For Ooh. cosmetic reasons. Yeah. For pr- preservation of the skin reasons. Because yeah. I've always, having you know, a natural tan, I've always been quite... Uh, careless yeah. for mm. that sort of thing because I don't burn. Even when I burn, I don't look like I'm burned. It hurts, but it's just brown. And so Doesn't, you, you can't don't go quite red. No, I don't yeah, go red. I just, it's great, but also it's dangerous. painful brown is what I call it because it just <laughs> looks brown to everyone else, but it's quite painful for me. But it means I don't put it anywhere usually if I don't have to. But mm. it's like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. It's really thing. good. First thing in the morning, all the sunscreen goes on before I leave the house. Oh, so you knew about oh. this. You didn't tell me, though. You didn't yeah. you know, do that as a hot tip. So I know I didn't. I feel mm. like you've let me down a little. I'm so sorry for not sharing that yeah, with you, Michelle. I feel a little bit. I'm a little 
<laughs> but I'm also like when it comes to cosmetic stuff, I want it to like show results straight away. So it's yeah. weird that I would be putting sunscreen on now so that in 20 years' time I look less bad. Yeah. I'm not yeah. used to planning that far ahead. Yeah. How are you? I'm trying. How are I'm trying. I've started moisturizing my decolletage. Oh, back there. I'm just going to keep saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I've learned something new. Yeah. <laughs> it's that word. Um, every morning, cocoa butter. But I found out cocoa butter is a little bit yellow. Once you start sweating, big yellow sweat all the way through oh, your uh, white shirt. True. So beauty comes at a price. It <laughs> Look like you peed your top. <laughs> but I'm going to, in 40 years' time, that neck is going to be so smooth. So smooth. <laughs> um, I should have actually said, before we continue with the cool tips, if you want to converse with us online, you can get in touch with us at facebook.com slash ontheragpod or on Twitter, or hashtag OTRpod. Please go and like us if you don't already. We're going to mm. be sharing. Um, we're going to be better. We're going to be so much better this year. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be really organized. This is the year of our lives. We're going to be sharing so much stuff. So, And yeah, if there's anything that you read or any tips you'd like to pass on to Michelle, mm. uh, just about yes. basic. Like basic stuff, like breathe out after you've breathed in, obviously, it would be one. Uh, right foot when you walk in. Yeah. Yep. Send us sure. a message. We'd, we'd, love, we'd love it. We'd love it. What was your cool tip, Leonie? <laughs> Um, well, I was, it was funny that you brought up um, ASMR, ASMR? Yes. TLDR? Which stands for ASMR. what? ASMR. Uh, oh, <laughs> something, something meridian response. I don't know what it is. So it's this, um, basically, you know, if someone uh, like whispers in your ear, for example, if you're ASMR um, sensitive, like you'll get sort of like tingles all over sort of oh. the back of your head and maybe down like your arms or your spine or whatever. So it's sort of like a, a physical response to certain sounds. Um, and so uh, someone in our office was talking about it like a week ago and there's an article um, about a New Zealand guy um, uh, on the spin-off today. Uh, so there are these videos on YouTube, um, especially for people who are ASMR sensitive, and it's just people whispering and making noises. So it might be like brushing a microphone with a with a like a soft makeup brush, or just tapping really lightly on it. And so if you if you are sensitive, then you lie there and it's like you're on drugs or whatever. I think I must be ASMR sensitive because that sounds adorable. <laughs> it's a trip, and so I guess it's not like a tip. It's a tip in that like you never know until you try it. Look so maybe it. like yeah. mm. try it because I was like I am one of those people who like. Starts getting all like jittery if someone's hand is like a, a, an inch away from me, let alone when they actually touch me. Do you know mm. what I mean? Or if like someone says something too close to me, I just want to flail my arm yeah. because I feel like <laughs> my spine's on fire. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this is me. And so I tried it, just you know, in bed with the headphones in, listened to a nice American man. There's lots of videos on YouTube. <laughs> No, it's it not a sex thing. It's right? not a sex thing. It is, but the weird thing is, it is akin to orgasm feelings, but nowhere near your genitals. So it's sensual right. as opposed to sexual. Yes. 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 It's an so, autonomous sensory meridian response. There you go. Anyway. So you feel tingles, but it's sort of like your brain, your head, your arms, your inside your chest, but not like in a sexually stimulating kind of yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I imagine if you did both, it might actually be the greatest ride of your whole life <laughs> <laughs> to look into that one. Um, yeah, ah. my tip is just try it and see if you are. Because yeah. if you are, you have been missing out on like a lifetime 
mm. of stimulation. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> a good tagline. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> and then you can have people with like different accents or you can choose female voices or male voices or whatever. So I guess there's something for everyone. Yeah. Same way that there is in porn. I've been is enjoying there? these. Um, is there? I don't. I wouldn't know. I, I have no idea. Um, I've only just learned about sunscreen. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I'm quite. I quite fancy that there's this <laughs> weird Instagram account of this lady who just cuts up soap, <laughs> like with different kinds what? of knives. And wow. it's yeah, it's like it does that for me. I just yeah. watch it like endlessly. Well, that's the same kind of thing. Like if you can just bliss out mm. watching someone do something slowly and methodically yeah Mm. it doesn't necessarily even have to be sort of like the oral Mm. stimulation it can just be like the idea of something happening slowly is just really like stimulates you yeah and then you get into like a a weird blissful state it's the same thing yeah Mm. it's a cool tip Mine's about fish oil. <laughs> on another note, do you do you rub that on before you leave the house? I've been trying to take fish oil because I'm afraid of dying, <laughs> and I think fish oil will help me. It's good for your brain, right? It's good for everything according yeah. to the label. Joint skin, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Stave off dementia. All of that. So I have bought a huge thing of it, and my stepdad told me, "You know, you've got a good brew." If you can put it in the freezer and the fish oil itself doesn't freeze. Apparently it's sort of like alcohol or like oh. vodka, like it's not supposed to go solid inside. Kind of a stupid tip because you have to already buy it <laughs> before you can do that test. Yeah. But if you've got some lying around, fun science experiment for the kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, it, see what you've see what And you're then if it with. does freeze, you've got to bung back I assume you're shortening your life. <laughs> just and, tuna water. Yeah. And freezing it and defrosting it doesn't do anything. Do, well, if it's good fish oil, nothing it happened to it. It shouldn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Okay, good. It's all the same. So there's my tip. I also have a really okay. good app. Leonie, which you might be into based on your distraction chat. Oh, yeah. It's called Time 2, the letter, yeah. the, letter <laughs> the number. And it's <laughs> like a procrastination app where you, it's like a to-do list, but you allocate a certain amount of time to each task yeah and then you can kind of drag and drop them and order them how you kind of like your day to plan like play out this sounds like it could take a long time but you can do it i do it on the train in the morning and then you just press go on each task and it will start like a slow it's almost like a it's almost like an asmr thing like there's a container full of colored water that slowly drains as the time runs out and it changes and starts to get read and read and read as you get close to like D-Day Ooh. when your task supposed to be finished. But I found it incredibly useful at work if you have different really? things to it's kind of split up. It's not stressing you out. Nah. And it's also like you start deadline. to realize how long things actually take you. Often yeah. it's a lot shorter than the, t- you know, you'll be quite generous and be like, oh, it took me two hours to send an email. And then you can be like, congratulations <laughs> when it only takes you two. So that's mm. called time two. It does cost, I think it costs maybe $2, but... Yeah, I found it real good if you're trying to kick procrastination in okay, okay. 2K, 2K18. What's next? The Golden Globes. Now, Michelle, you were, you were not I in was, the country. I was off the planet when that happened. So I've read about it since then, but you can, you can tell me. Do you, do you tell me what it was? We did a live um, did an live amazing blog. live blog. Wait, that's what you call it, eh? Yeah. Oh, my God, I just, my brain stopped for a second there. Live blog. Blog. Yeah. Blog. And this was the first kind of big Hollywood public outing, post Weinstein, mm. post everything that's come out. So there were a lot of eyes on it, and they, people had definitely thought about it a lot. Yeah. You know, there was a um, everyone wore black. Everyone Except for a couple of unlucky people. women that maybe didn't get the memo. Yeah. Or ignored it. Which is yeah. Worse. That's, that's yeah. Because who would not have known? I 
it wasn't around, but I knew that you were. But say if you had turned up at the Golden Globes from your holiday, you might have had egg on your face. I might have, but I didn't. I knew before I left on my holiday that that was the plan. So uh, I still might have had a French party somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go, so it's not an issue. And what was quite sort of striking that we all noticed immediately was a lot of these A-list actresses had sort of brought activists with them to the red carpet. Obviously, the, the red carpet coverage is normally very much like, tell me about the dress, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And this time it was very much like completely different. A lot of media outlets sent their like political reporters and photographers to interview. And it was just like, it was so different, the yeah. kind of gravitas of it all. But, yeah, what about the sort of activists as accessories kind of thing? I really struggled with that on mm. the day. And I think it was just to do with the imagery. Like it's So we, when we were doing the live blog here in the conference room, we were watching the EU channel coverage, red carpet coverage, before the actual thing started. Mm. So obviously you're getting like an E channel spin on stuff. So they have to, you know, walk up to Ryan Seacrest and he asked them he tried to ask a lot of these these actresses like Michelle Williams who came with um, Tarana Burke who started the Me Too hashtag and he kept trying to steer the conversation back to like her nomination and her performance and she wouldn't allow it she kept steering it back to Tarana which was awesome so that's like you can't question the dedication there to the Mm. cause and to trying to amplify a voice using your platform and she did everything right and Again, I can't say Emma Watson did anything wrong or any of the other, Susan Sarandon. But then you see photos of them all together with a activist of colour on their arm and you just can't help but go, oh, my God, it's like a handbag. You know, mm. it's like, are, are you... And it's, I, I don't know, it's a weird... And I, I commented something on Twitter and someone got all up in my grill about how, like, you can't shit on people for trying... And mm. and I, and that's true. That's true. But you can ask questions. Yeah. You know. And so it's when there are when it, when I'm confronted with a picture of ten of the most beautiful, rich white Hollywood actresses with a person of color on their arm for probably just this one year only. Mm. It hasn't happened before. Mm. And I'm mm. gonna guess that it's, they're not invited next year. Mm. I'm allowed to be cynical. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, individually, I think they were all the right choice of person. Yeah. You know, like they had a really amazing range of activists, like, you know, First Nations and people who just sort of focus on um, unions and workers' rights and people from Britain and people from America. And so, you know. Yeah. Don't want to be a dick about it. No, but I see, I can see, I saw the photos mm. when I came home and, and it was like, oh, fuck. Handbag, oh, mm. weird Yikes. shit. Yeah. But, um, I mean, because it, it depends how authentic it actually is. Like, mm. are there people of colour actually in your life? Yeah. You know, is it, did, I mean, I, I almost, I almost want to know how they found the, the person yeah. that they took. Like, yeah. was there a, an agency organising that? Or did you just... Yeah at dinner one night look across the table and go, hey, would you like to come with me? Yeah. How does that... I did notice that in um, Emma Watson's interview, she took um, Mariah LaRassi, who uh, runs like a British organisation to end violence against 
black women, black and minority women. And she made sure to put in the interview things like, we always challenge each other. We always have these discussions. I was like, you are making sure we know that you've yeah. known this woman for a long <laughs> this time. This is so us. This is so <laughs> us. So us to be having this conversation right now. We always have conversations like this. It's like, all right, Emma. Okay. <laughs> all right. Point made. Got you, girl. I mean, there's also the risk that, like, no matter how well-intentioned and how well-executed and how believable and genuine it is, it's still in the hands of something like the E-Channel. Even Seacrest yes. aside, there's that thing that would happen when, like, it would be like, hey, Michelle Williams is here. And then as soon as Tirana started talking, it would, like, put their interview in that tiny box in the corner and, like, zoom in on, like, Alexis Spladell's shoes or something. Like, just, yeah, you're kind of still at the mercy of, like, this mm. framework that just does not know how to deal with that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like They're trying. Fingernail but... cam. No, they didn't have that this year. They didn't. I didn't want Elizabeth Moss to pull the fingers again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then there's also the quite tense thing that the men, a lot of the men were wearing Time's Up badges and even post-Golden Globes, some stories have come out about men yeah. who were there that night, James Franco, Aziz Ansari, who have um, less than desirable uh, stories about them mm-hmm. and their... Yeah, the Aziz one was interesting. If you don't, if you haven't kind of read it, it was a... I can't remember, what was the headline? It was like, I went on a date with Aziz and Sari and it was the worst night of my life or something. And it kind of detailed this night with him that they kind of went home together and things transpired and she was uncomfortable. Mm. I can't remember the, if she had vocalised... I think as she puts on the piece, so they went back to his house and it turned sexual very, very, very quickly, like yeah. within sort of a few minutes of them getting back there. And then so she yeah. had given all of these nonverbal cues and then eventually said said something and then she thought, oh, cool, he's accepting that I want to slow this down. And then they mm. sat down together and he just started again. That's right. She said something like, I, I, wait, I wait till the second date or something yes, like that. And yeah, then he poured her a right. glass of wine and said, this is our second date. Just like a lot of things like that, that I feel like lots of people had different readings of that yeah. piece as well. Like I read and just went, like just felt sick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it seems so clear. Too real, too real. And it's so normal. I mean, it's, it's so common. Normalized. Yeah. Normalized. Normalized. Yeah. So normalized. There's a really, um, I don't know if, if this is on even on our page. It may well be on our page, but I read a fantastic piece by Lily Lufburo, I think is how you say her name, in the week, and it's called The Female Price of Male Pleasure, and it's in response to the people who said that that, that blog about um, Aziz was uh, people who said that that was the Me Too movement's moment of going too far, of jumping the shark. Yeah, and mm. who's saying, no, derailed it's not, the conversation. It's not just demons. It's not just the obvious. Yeah. It's not the guy in the dark alley or the, the film producer. It's that in ordinary, everyday, nice daily guys. relationships, yeah. nice guys don't know how we feel yeah. and how they make us feel. Um, so anyway, it's a terrifically good piece, so I'll post mm. a link on our page to it. Yeah. I absolutely agree with it. I mean, that's why it's called rape culture, you know, because yeah. it's part of the culture. It's not, like you say, dudes in dark alleyways. It's your friends and brothers and boyfriends that have been brought up and socialised yeah. to think that consent is anything except for someone screaming no in your face. That's right. Mm. And... That women have internalised that idea that 
sometimes you just allow sex to happen to avoid a confrontation. Yeah. And mm. I think that's an incredibly common experience. And that's why that piece about Aziz was so it made me nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With how relatable it yeah. is. And I genuinely do feel bad for the guy to have to be the poster boy for our friends and boyfriends and brothers and uncles or whatever, because, mm. you know, it's, it's cultural. Yeah. But it still had to be said. And I guess he got, you know, when you high, have a high profile, then that's, that's how the message is disseminated more clearly. And that's how it goes further. Yeah. I genuinely have sympathy for the guy. Yeah. Mm, totally. Also, what was quite interesting that we haven't seen yet, I don't think was in the way that it was reported and in the way that the website so gleefully kind of held up his scalp. Like mm. the next day they had, here's all the outlets that covered our Aziz story. And it's like, oh, you, those they? are not the things you gloat about. Yeah, and they yeah. had this like huge piece that had all the things that had linked to it. And I think that was kind of where people's trepidation came from as well because it was quite a strangely reported piece yeah. that kind of jumped between this quite intense personal account and then there was this editorial voice that came out of nowhere being like, she showed me the outfit. It was a good outfit. And you're like, wait, well, who are you? Why are you suddenly? <laughs> who invited you to this party? Like this random, <laughs> this random voice. And yeah, I think that's like another symptom of this movement is also the media outlets who are kind of yeah. scrabbling yep. to get these stories and might have lost sight of the bigger Yeah, what it's picture. really about. Yeah. It's not actually, well, it's not, this movement is not about trying to nail a whole lot of Scalps to the wall. I don't know if that's a very good um, metaphor. <laughs> um, metaphor. <laughs> I don't know about things being nailed to things, but um, but that's not what it's about. It's not about identifying every man who's ever done a bad thing. It's about changing the way we think and talk about that, and saying this is this is not okay anymore. We're not mm. doing this anymore. Mm. Yeah, we don't we don't have to vilify every guy that's done a yeah. Yeah, you can finish the There's just not enough time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But the whole time, um, time's up. Speaking of time, uh, movement is really interesting. It's um, I didn't actually realize until recently that time's up wasn't just a hashtag. That it's actually uh, a, an organization or a movement um, with three hundred odd Hollywood A-list women as its members, mm. and so they've also since been sent all of these letters of support from all these other sort of women in industries where, you know, sexual assault and harassment rates are quite high. And so they also have, like, this letter of support from, like, the agricultural workers of America and, like, places like that, which yeah. I think is really cool, you know. And it's like, okay, we can, you know, be cynical about uh, having these other women there as accessories or whatever, but at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself if it's contributing positively to the conversation or not. Yeah. And I think it is. Mm, yeah. I think, you know, it's helpful maybe for some people to be like, well, if these women with all the privilege in the world are also not immune to, you know, to these kinds of violations, then then we can be heard as well. It's not, we don't have to be quiet about it. Yeah. They'll stand up for us. Yeah. I think mm. that's cool. Oh, I think it's great. Using powers for good rather than evil or nothing. Exactly. The list of signees is amazing as well. Three hundred. Because it's a foundation too, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, it's like it's mm. yeah. It's funding. Yeah. Campaigns and aren't they going to like also pay for, yeah. pay for lawsuits yeah. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's, it's fucking amazing. 
Closer to home, we have a cancellation of the month. <laughs> Someone who's cancelled this month is Renee Nafahu, uh, yeah. who was sentenced <sighs> finally after what feels like a bloody long time for, uh, I don't even know what the, it's indecent assault. That's the terminology. Six charges of indecent assault. He got a year. Uh, if you don't know who Renee Nafahu is, this is an ex Shorten Street actor. Sam the ambulance driver. Mm. Sam Alene, who uh, used his position as an acting coach, I think. At, to at, do one-on-one classes and sexually assault um, young women uh, acting hopeful students. Mm. Yeah. Massive breach of trust, obviously. He had, as we've talked about before, this crazy like cover um, newspaper stories, cafe sit-down interviews saying, uh, I, I survived bad Shorten Street yeah. reviews, so I'll survive this. Yeah. The coverage the of him of and framing hell. him as some kind of a victim before the trial and the sentencing was... That's right. Fucking irresponsible. And before the trial, the photographs of him doing a full immersion baptism. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Changed his ways. And then his um, his statement uh, post-sentencing, a year's home detention. He gets to stay at home for a year. He's at home for a year. Can I just say that again? He's going to be, for a year, at his house. That's his punishment. Yeah. He's... At home, safely, in the safety of his own home for a year. Hey, Good. look, he'll get through it, Michelle. Do you don't, think so? Don't worry, he'll, yeah. he'll get through it. I hope he remembers to how to do online grocery shopping. Um, and his statement was so, you know what we all, always look for? We look for, we look for an admission that mm. something was done wrong. We look for uh, empathy with the victim's sorrow. None of those things no. was there. No. Th- what was there, though? is that his love of acting has finally come back. Oh, well, thank God. Uh, Good luck finding someone that'll work with you, bro. (laughs) It's quite a good footnote to the news story. It's like, Nafahu works in construction now. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think this is, this is my honestly held opinion as a reviewer of artistic work. He was a terrible actor. (laughs) Sam, the ambulance driver, was the least believable character on uh, a show that wasn't short of them. So, what is? is? He left like 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I was um, actually, funnily enough, on the set of Shorten Street the day that those allegations were made in the in public. They, they were made public, and their lovely publicist was so fucked off that this guy that left like a decade ago <laughs> still being a Shortland Street star <laughs> allegedly sexually assaults students, and she was like, "He doesn't fucking work here." It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. What's been interesting, someone actually sent us an email to the spin-off info account and said, it's quite interesting to note, I don't feel like there's been a massive public or industry-wide denouncement of, of him. I mean, there was a Vice story where there was a couple of people who have publicly said, I'll never work with him again. But if you compare it to, like, Hollywood yeah. and, and Weinstein, oh, it I feels very quiet. I because he didn't have that much power. I mean, I, obviously he did as a acting coach. True. In a one-on-one sense. But I but think I within think the industry, super, the industry is very clear. It? Like yeah. I'm a member of Actors' Equity and, and even uh, before the trial, Actors' Equity put out a very uh, uh, bland, not bland, blind. What I mean uh. is a blind. <laughs> Here, if you're a young actor doing an acting class and it is suggested to you that you do private lessons and any of the following things happen, then right. this is not acceptable. This is not normal. This is not, this. you don't have to um, simulate sex. You don't have to have anybody's tongue in your mouth. Or, or, you know, it was very clear. And the industry, I think, I think the acting industry here is um, 
it takes care of things behind closed doors in a way. Right. And mm. um, I, and I don't mean at top level. I mean the, the the whole community from from young new people. So yeah, somebody left a message on a Facebook page saying so he could be free to start acting again in a year. And a person w- with some influence in the industry said, "I really don't think you need to worry about that." <laughs> Uh, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't have any concerns in that direction. No. Yeah. It was Serene McKellen? Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Oh. Yes, it yeah, was. Was sh- he shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I feel like we have one really massive thing to talk about that we haven't Woo! talked about yet, yeah. which is that the Prime Minister is having a baby. baby, 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 baby. Oh, oh, God. I hate children. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to have it. It's all right. Yeah. Counterpoint. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I had a little cry when I heard. Yeah. And in fact, I was in Christchurch oh. and I had a little cry and uh, and I went romping out of my hotel room to the nearest cafe and went up to the counter, a very hipster cafe, single origin coffee beans that shot out of a wombat's bum. I don't know how they make their coffee. And said, I'd like a single shot latte, which probably offended him to start off with. And isn't it exciting? The Prime Minister's having a baby. And he said... You can't be a prime minister and have a baby. No. no. And I said, I think you'll find you fucking can. <laughs> Good day, that sir. And he didn't get a tip. Yeah, it was my first one with another human being. I was so pissed off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but I've been talking about it in my shows for the last two weeks and everybody is women are really thrilled. I got one boo from a man when I brought it up on Friday and I said to him, have you been A, the Prime Minister, or B, a mother? Because if not, I do not need your hot reckons. Get fucked. So, but women are really excited about yeah. it. Well, Michelle, he has been a baby though. Did you think about that? Yeah, he seemed not to be able to remember terribly much about the whole process. So, <laughs> fuck him. I know, it's great. I like the idea that it's going to be like a very visual representation of the heavy workloads that mothers take on all the invisible all stuff all the fucking time yeah. it'll be there people will be able to see it so able to see her partner being an at home dad which is also a thing that happens a lot and so many men do not realise that that yep. is a thing I I can almost guarantee that Clark won't refer to it as babysitting no <gasps> I know it's going to change that. For, apparently there are between 20,000 and 36,000 stay-at-home dads in New Zealand, which doesn't seem very mm. many. I would have thought there was more. But what a role model and yeah. how empowering and yeah. what a shift in the language. And and also I, it's a joyful thing for me is that he's going to make shit dads look really fucking shit. You know the ones that just <laughs> yeah. see their kid once a fortnight and can't remember what their names are when their birthdays are or what their favourite yeah. colour is? He's going to be all over it. <laughs> I'm excited because I feel like it's already changing, like, I turned on, I think I was watching, for work I was watching Breakfast TV and I was watching, flicking between Breakfast and the AM show being like, oh my God, here we go, something's going to happen, Don Brash is on the panel and Don Brash was like, bloody good on her, she's full support, she can handle it and I was like, what the fuck? Jenny oh. Shipley said the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, another really ultra-conservative ex-Prime Minister going... Mm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I really do. I believe she can do both of those jobs. That's actually her page, voice. Yeah. That's actually, that's okay. And Renee Nafahu, don't you worry about him. I am Ian McKellen. I was once Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And here's a thing I really noticed in the last two weeks while I've been doing 
shows is that the green room was delightful and I tried to work out why I enjoyed and I did a show with three other women and it was alternated seven o'clock nine o'clock with a show that involved four men and the green room was the most delightful place to be and we all really liked hanging out there and the one of the reasons I think is that two of the comedians had their partners and babies with them so the green room was like a I mean it wasn't overrun with kids screaming and vomiting and distracting and not making it a calm and peaceful place mostly they were asleep which is yeah I like babies <laughs> but it made it human it made it really human and I think having a prime minister who's doing something really human yeah is going to make us all maybe just back off a little bit and maybe treat the job and the person in it with some more humanity which will spill over to everybody else yeah mm. so you even got Mark Richardson to shut up as well briefly briefly yeah. <laughs> briefly I'm also like just excited to see her pregnant, like walking yeah. around Parliament. Like <laughs> it's shallow, but I like love the way the yeah. pregnant people look. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I love it. That's true. What's she gonna wear? Can't wait. She looked great. One of my favorite things about the announcement was, and it must have been the same in every other newsroom, how much of a flap it put us into here at work at the spinoff.co.nz because. The news came through via like a very sort of vague New Zealand Herald tweet. And that was it for just like a minute. Yeah. And our senior editor said, I don't know what to do. And then we all went, ah, what's happening? Really? Is it true? Is it real? Huh? And then he said again, I don't know what to do. And he said it about four times. Yeah. <laughs> our most unflappable staff member. And I just enjoyed that moment yeah. a lot. Like just how excited and mm. like, everyone was so excited and like didn't want it to not be true and just be like a stupid misunderstanding we're all like it can't be is it it can't be is it yeah and then when we did realize after two minutes of flapping our arms everywhere and yelling I don't know what to do when it was revealed that it genuinely was a real thing just joy just excitement oh, and joy and, and how I often I thought about this too how often do you get a piece of news about a politician or politics that's just Positive, yeah. yeah, like it wasn't the end of something or a disaster or a, uh, it's the beginning of something. It's the most positive possible political story you could ever have. Yeah. Oh, I'm weeping again. <laughs> Here we go. I have chills. <laughs> Not a dry. I get chills eye. so often, man. I remember I, I, the news came through. I think I saw it on Twitter first. We're about to go into a meeting, and then afterwards, when I was walking back to work, I bumped into someone from my high school I haven't seen for a million years. And all I said was like, Jason, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jason yeah, is yeah. pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about what you're doing or what I'm doing. I want to talk about this. It was like the first, you know, outside of the meeting person I bumped into. So I apologize to that person who's actually also called Jacinda by coincidence. Wow. I I've only ever known one Jacinda. Crazy. That's amazing. It's powerful. I wish your friend Jacinda worked in a coffee shop in Christchurch <laughs> yeah. and I could have seen her <laughs> rather than that hipster Fuck with the plated beard. Stop it. No. Stop with your plated beard. It's not on. Oh, he's he's cancelled too. <laughs> I always think people, hipsters with plated beards. I always think they've just they've they've got some. They were sitting somewhere bored and like they had giving up smoking or something, and they just went <laughs> by accident, and they didn't know they've done it. They've got no idea what they've just done to you. Yeah. I think that's a bit too generous. I think the guy probably knew what he'd done. Oh. And. Thought it looked cool. Well, he was wrong. Yeah. Might have paid someone to do it. Oh, oh yeah. No. Imagine twiddling with someone's <laughs> beard hairs like that. No. I I apologise to anybody who's listening to our podcast right now with a plated beard. <laughs> 
but not really. <laughs> it was an insincere apology. It was. It was really not. So we're in favour of Jacinda. We're totally on, in yeah. favour. <laughs> just in it. case it wasn't was clear. Was it not clear? <laughs> just in case that wasn't clear. We should probably wrap up. I'm sweating. I really oh. need to take my pants off. Um, <laughs> but before we go, should we quickly wrap? It's been summer. We've been reading and watching and listening to things. Do you have any recommendations to whiz through for, for our folk? Have, have you, somebody here has read Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud. Not that, me. Ah, was it you? No. no okay, so it's Anne Helen Peterson, somebody I know has read it, and it's lovely. She's a BuzzFeed writer, and it's a collection of uh, profiles on unruly women, women who are too fat, too slutty, slutty, too loud, too old. So it's Madonna is too old, and Hillary Clinton is too uh, sh- screechy, and... Uh, so tennis players and, and Nicki Minaj is in there and it's just lovely these great profiles about how women being too something challenges yeah. the patriarchy it's a great book that sounds good it's amazing I've been reading a hilarious uh, memoir called Priest Daddy which is written by a poet <laughs> cool. an American poet uh, called Patricia Lockwood and it's her like memoirs of her childhood with having a priest father and it's just the funniest thing I've oh, read in wow. such a long time it's about her like going home and visiting them but just her style and yeah the way she writes is just amazing it's really incredible that's my recommendation nice priest daddy one word it's <laughs> very good um i um haven't really read any books over the summer what i did do so they announced before the end of the year um the very excellent website that all was closing down um, and so a lot there was um, a few posts going around of like people's favorite uh, websites, uh, favorite stories from um, uh, from the all. And so I saved them all to my ah, Instapaper app, yes, which is a very good app, by the way. So you can save stories that are online, and it all just saves them to this one app, and just in text form, and you can read them later offline. So oh, that's you don't great! Need an internet connection. Um, so you may have heard there's quite a famous one called Negroni Season. Um, uh, which is from a series about shithead boyfriends. Um, but I just, yeah, there's a few sort of archives going on now. And The Hairpin is the other um, website. So they're all in The Hairpin, really great. Um, breeding grounds for some really amazing young women writers who now all work in much better places like The New York Times and The Washington Post Fantastic. and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I just did that. I did a lot of that. I also watched um, The End of the Fucking World oh, yeah. on Netflix. I love that show. Very good. That young woman, that young British woman that's in there is give her all the Oscars mm. IMO. Amazing. Yeah, she's really cool. Really funny, really dark. It's a super dark show. There's a lot of um a lot of blood in it. A lot of blood. Yeah. A couple of psychopathic <laughs> teenagers. Yeah. It's good. On, on a caper around. Nice. Around I'm gonna Britain. gather up all of this and put it on our page. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be my job tomorrow. I'll be here. I've also been enjoying this um. It's just one of those weird, you know, when you just stumble across like a funny clip <laughs> and you've got no context for it. But I found this clip that made me laugh and I found the show that it's from and it's this Australian show called Get Kraken. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Nope. So it's two yeah. Australian women. It was named one of the best new Australian shows of last year and it's kind of like um, Late Night Big Breakfast. Like it's like a fake good morning show. It's two women and they wear the same clothes and they do. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's mm. like honest to God. And it's quite easy to sort of split up because they have all these little segments. There's this one comedian who does their kind of beauty lifestyle who has this sketch about a sarong that is, honest (laughs) to God, the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'll put it on our page. I mean, there's no way of watching it legally here, but all the clips are on YouTube, and I highly recommend Get Kraken with a K. Yes. um, And no G at the end. And they're both called... 
They've got the same name, aren't they? Yeah. They're both called Kate. Kate, Karen, Kate, or Kate. Karen or Kate. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yes, I saw it's, it by accident one night when I was in Australia working. Yeah. So good. So great. Uh, what about Yas Queens? Jacinda, Jacinda, the pregnant <laughs> Jacinda, the fecund, fertile Jacinda. <laughs> so just fertile enough Jacinda to be Prime Minister as opposed to, yay, hurrah. Yay. Yes, Queen. Yes, yes queen. queen. It's all going so well, isn't it's it? It's just terrific. <laughs> I'm loving it. What about you, Leonie? Um, my Yas Queen is, I hope to not take this away from you, even though we didn't go to the glittery boob match. Madeline oh, yeah. and Nella Kitzmiller, mm-hmm. because she's actually seen a lot of this through. It hasn't just been like I was in a video and I mm. hit a guy and that's the end of it. She's seen it through. She's been very proactive. She made the really great video. She organised herself, and uh, I think that's really important, and I think it showed a lot of people uh, that you can do things from a grassroots level, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. Whatever may happen to you or wherever you're from. And the thing that I'm getting from it is that this had happened to her before and she didn't do what she'd wanted to do. She went away and thought about it. So she was ready for it if it happened again. And that's wonderful for all of us Mm. to know. I've seen lots of photos of young women at festivals since with glitter boobs. I think One Love Festival, they had the service there or whatever. Um, And it's good. It means that people, I think, like, have felt they're not scared to do it, even yeah. though this happened to this one woman, instead of being like sort of shamed into not doing it, people are like, I can still do that. I feel empowered to do that. There were people who will have my back, mm. you know? Yeah. And if Jordan Major can wear like arseless chaps at Burning Man, <laughs> <laughs> I want every woman out there to feel like they can just wear, do whatever the fuck do they want with the their boobs. Did he have want. shiny Bull sex as well? He, not that I saw, but as we know, it could be hiding. Yeah, around <laughs> to unzipped. And, you know, if you have testicles, sparkle that shit sure. up. Sure. Mm. Go, go to not? a bit of trouble, I yeah, say. The ladies love that shit, don't we? Disco balls. Yeah, yeah do get it. it all out. Sure. Quite often, one of the reasons we're not having a good time is because you just haven't <laughs> paid enough attention to dressing up your balls. <laughs> We're starting and ending with glitter balls. I love it. This is how every podcast should be. My Yas Queen is actually a listener. It is Erica Burke. I wanted to say congratulations, Erica Burke. You've won a mug. (laughs) How exciting. Stop the press. I finally managed to troll through uh, on the rag survey, which so many of you were so generous uh, to fill out and give some wonderful comments and some really constructive feedback. And Erica Burke was one of those wonderful people. So thanks, thanks, Erica. Erica. I'll be in touch. Yeah. It's also a test to see if she's listening. I'm going to give it a couple of days. (laughs) What if she's not? If she's not? Oh, she doesn't get the mug. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) harsh. Wow. Harsh but fair. She might be on holiday. She might have turned her social media off. Mm, True. True. Good point. Well, that's us for the month. Thank you, everybody, for sticking it out with us. Thank you, Alice, for sitting in this thanks heat with us. Thank you, Alice. And thanks, Leone. Thanks, Michelle, as always. Thank you. Oh, we'll be back next month with glitter boobs. I did that. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. 
the Spin-Off Podcast Network.